Welcome to Second Cherry, an actual Eurovision podcast. And welcome to Turin. Hello and welcome to Second Cherry. I'm Monty. And I'm Matt. And this is the podcast that usually brings you the songs that didn't make it to the Eurovision Song Contest. But for the next week or so, we're bringing you daily news bulletins, interviews, rehearsal reviews, all from Turin. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Ciao. Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Oh. Come start. Oh, bene, bene, grazie. <laughs> yeah, he's got all the Polari. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to Volare, so uh, basically I'm Italian now. So Well, there you go. We've turned into Italians with the amount of pizza we've eaten as well, I think. <laughs> and gelata. <laughs> and gelata. So, Monty, tell everyone, what have we been up to? Well, we had a day trip to Milano yesterday. We're going to bring you some highlights of that. And we got to meet Sam Ryder, our Eurovision act for the UK. We did, and what a lovely bloke. Oh, isn't he so nice? Yeah. And also, very good, yeah. as it turns out. Yeah. yeah. We was really impressed. We got to hear him sing. We got to chat to him for a little bit afterwards, and we'll bring you that in a moment. But yeah, it was very exciting. Milan was lovely, actually. We didn't do very much, but we looked at the cathedral. We walked through the little galleries. Um, we saw the Scala, which was very disappointing, actually. <laughs> we, stood, we stood in front of it for ages going, is that it? It's a pokey little theatre. Yeah. You expect it to be grand. Yeah. But it wasn't. But the Duomo was very grand, the cathedral. It was. You went and paid your respects and said you're hell Myers or something, didn't you? Well, it was a confessional booth, so I thought I might pop in it and confess my sins. But unfortunately, they heavenly father said, oh, I've got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough faith in the world. <laughs> but yes, we had a lovely day. It was lovely. We were there, of course, because we were invited uh, by the BBC to go to the embassy. Well, it wasn't an embassy. It was kind of like a, a biblioteca um, Yes, it wasn't, at, it wasn't at the embassy. It was hosted by the embassy, yeah. which is based in Rome, of course. They have a consulate in Milan. Um, but they uh, they held the um, the reception in Milan. And very nice it was to you. We quaffed a few free Aperol spritzers. Thank you very much, yes. UK government. And they were really nice ones. They were made like with proper stuff and shit. It was good. Just proper stuff yeah, and shit. Proper stuff. <laughs> <laughs> none of your fake stuff here. No, none of it. Uh, but no, there was gorgeous, gorgeous event. And we obviously got to see Sam perform. Mm-hmm. He did his song, obviously. But he did a little cheeky little Eurovision number. You'll hear a bit of that later. And one of his singles, I think. But he kind of... Uh, had a bit of a chat to the embassy person, um, Eleanor Sanders. More from her later. The embassy person. Empty person. Can you give her her correct title, please? It's the deputy <laughs> ambassador for the UK in Italy. Yeah, that's it. My tired brain goes embassy person. <laughs> <laughs> But it was very lovely. Thank you very much for hosting. Thank you so much yes. to the BBC for inviting us. It was a real honour and a privilege to be there. So, should we have a little listen to what went down there? Yes. We spoke to a couple of fans and we spoke to Sam. Yeah. 
So I'm here with Sean. Sean, how are you enjoying Eurovision so far? I'm having the best time. It's amazing. I'm so glad to be back. You sort of, you can't um, describe what it's like. You know, and you almost forget when you're not here and then you come back and you're just in this bubble of seeing so many people you know and and um, kind of out and, and the, the, the excitement of being here is really just amazing. The social side of Eurovision is really quite amazing. It's, I always describe it as being on holiday with 300 friends because there are so many people around that you know. Yeah, and I've always, I've always sort of said it's like being on a lad's holiday with everyone you know, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, you used to go to like Zante or something mm-hmm. when you were younger, and it's like that, but you're in an amazing city every year, and you get to experience things in a way that you just wouldn't in other ways, and that's really special. And we're at the UK Embassy party at the moment, we're about to see Sam Ryder, um, how do you rate our chances, and do you think that the UK is going to win, or do you think it's going to be somebody else? God, I think we're going to win. I'm really confident now. I really am. I think I, because it's you, because it's the UK. You just you spend the time hedging your bets. And this year, I'm using logic. You know, I've looked at Euro Jury, at Ogie, at their hairstyles, everything, and and I'm just like everything's pointing the right direction. So I'm really confident. I'm really excited. And more than anything, it's so nice to go in with hope for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. to turn up to the final with a Union Jack, thinking. We're in this, and that's really lovely. It is very exciting. Thank you, Sean. I'm with Vaughan now. Vaughan is very important here tonight. He's a VIP. He is the president of the UK fan club. Vaughan, hi, how are you? How's Eurovision been for you so far? Hi, Monty. Nice to be with you. Um, absolutely amazing, actually. Italy is a beautiful country. We're currently in Milan at the moment, having an event here, which is beautiful as well. Turin is lovely. The weather could be a little bit better. It's been quite, quite moist. Uh, but yeah, no, the, there's, there's a really good vibe and stuff. So yeah, no, it's great to be here. It has been really soggy, hasn't it? it? Has the rain soggy. has been torrential. Yeah. So we're at the UK Embassy party. We're going to see Sam Ryder. We are. Oh, is the UK going to win or is it going to be somebody else? I mean, obviously, I'm president of a UK fan club, so contractually obliged to say, of course, we're going to win, Monty. Don't be daft. Actually, you know what? And this obviously is my first year as president. I actually am, I am optimistic. I am hopeful. I do think it's possible. You know, there are some strong contenders out there. But you know what? The main thing we haven't been doing, I don't think, is just getting the whole package right. And at the moment, we've got a great singer, a great song. The staging looks amazing. I think we're ticking all those boxes. And if looks on our side on Saturday nights, no, I think we could actually do it. We're crossing our fingers. Think of all the organisation you'll have to do next year if oh, we win. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't talk about that now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying optimistic for that, but yeah, there'll be a lot of hard work. But you know what? I think it's about time. I think, you know, we're ready for that. I think we will, we will do it with, with great gusto and pride. Um, and it will be an amazing party in the UK, wherever we decide to host it. Uh, but, but yeah, and again, like, actually... Sweden, Ukraine, of course, and we'll see what happens if they do win in terms of hosting. Um, Italy, you know, there are some strong songs out there, but no, I'm going to keep the faith, and I think next year we'll be partying the UK and hosting everyone in Europe. Great, thanks, Vaughan. No worries, take care. Okay, so we're here with Eleanor Sanders, who is the Deputy Ambassador, British Ambassador to Italy, and, uh, well, we just want to know, just... um, Italy has, is hosting Eurovision. Uh, you're here on the ground. Your job is all about Italian relations. So what have you been hearing about the circus of Eurovision coming to town and what are, what are the Italians saying? 
So, well, we, I think we all know how much all, all of us Europeans, and we are all European, love Eurovision. Uh, everybody has a little corner of their heart dedicated to Eurovision, I think, and that is no less true in Italy, where people are really, really thrilled, uh, not only that they won last year, but also to be hosting this year. And, you know, I think, it, to state the obvious, music and culture are enormous parts of life in Italy. So for Italy in the 21st century to be hosting Eurovision this year is just fantastic for them and also for us as, uh, as the embassy here in Italy. Um, we were talking a little while ago about how it's a little bit of a strange backdrop after a couple of years of Covid and now a war in Europe close to us. Um, but as we've been saying, you know, I think everybody hopes that Eurovision shines that light of peace and joy and hope and love and all the things that uh, we should be promoting in Europe uh, rather than war. We really hope that before too long, all of those things will come to Ukraine. And um, I think everybody feels as though this is reminding us all, if it's not too cheesy to say so, you know, why it's all worthwhile and the good things that there are in life and why it's all all worth it and why it's worth working for friendship and peace and uh, good camaraderie between all of us. Absolutely, you'll get no argument with that here. And so can we ask him, where will you be watching or how will you be watching Eurovision then this year? So I'm based in Rome uh, at our embassy in Rome and I'm going to be in Rome with my husband and my children watching it, uh, who are very small and are very excited, uh, but uh, we're, not, we're not unfortunately going to be going to Turin. But uh, we will be watching and now having met Sam and seen just how amazing he is, we are going to be, uh, be beside ourselves with excitement. Well, that's great. Well, enjoy the show. I'm sure you will. And yeah, have a great time. Thank you. Thank you. come to town how are you finding all the pomp and ceremony um it's you know what it is it's so amazing to see it firsthand as a fan like you get to experience it in a way that you've never you know experienced it before but you've got to be careful because you can get swept up in the like you like you said the circus of it, it is incredibly um that is an assault on the senses in the best possible way but you've got to be careful as a singer to make sure you get that rest and retain some of that focus because otherwise um, I think you could, I don't know, sort of like lose your way a little bit or sort of um, kind of sketch yourself out, you know? And as the week's gone on, you've emerged as an even bigger favourite. So how are you coping with that pressure and what are your coping mechanisms for that? Um, well, first of all, I think not putting my validation or, or value into where we are on the scoreboard, not necessarily just in the betting odds or something like that. These are just numbers, right? And, um, and while they're incredibly flattering and they show like a wave of support, which is so, so amazing and I'm so thankful for, but at the same time, I was happy before singing into a room 
like into my phone in a room with no one in it you know singing is the reason singing is the thing that brings me joy and I'm just trying to keep that focus in Eurovision it's, it's an amazing opportunity to be a part of something um, not the focus of trying to um, kind of get somewhere after it or use it as currency to kind of better myself it's just amazing to be part of the story with everyone else and, and at Eurovision how a song is staged is just as important as the song itself mm -hmm. so how much input did you have at that point we all worked on it together from day one I like they I told them I was a massive sci-fi nerd and I wanted to like get something very um, kind of Ridley Scott-esque like on the go and they were amazing the whole team like coming together and being super open um, and trusting of some guy that's been singing in a shed like to get involved with something like that and um, yeah it's been so cool like seeing everything come to life like like you you rarely get an opportunity like this to uh, dig in fully into creating like a stage set or I don't know just everything that goes along with Eurovision you know and UK media can be quite negative, as you've experienced. Uh, you've handled it brilliantly, by the way. So, um, Europe hates us, we don't stand a chance. But uh, tell, tell the people, why, why is that wrong? Why is that wrong? Uh, that is, I mean, it's like, when you say it, right, and it isn't, um, you're out of the UK, and you're sort of, even just then, it's laughable, almost, right? Because if you have the experience, and you've actually gone and visited some of these countries, and, um, had conversations with people you'll find nothing but kindness warmth and a welcoming attitude so i just refuse to subscribe to that narrative that negative perpetuating narrative that we loop in our brains and we it sort of inject into our small talk just like we do about moaning about the weather and stuff like that like believe me i'm not trying to um like make like a volatile statement by saying this there are people back home that have subscribed to this negative narrative that are gorgeous, lovely, kind, empathetic people. But it's hard to avoid negativity in our lives. All of us like get swept up in it sometimes and subscribe to these like non-stories and non-truths. Um, but we all have uh, kind of, you know, like the power to flip the narrative and flip the story. And I just think living your life in a way where you don't sort of accept those negativities is such a nicer way to live. That's great. Well, we we're really, we're really proud of you uh, this you year. So, so thank you so much, and uh, thanks for best of luck on Saturday. Because it wouldn't be happening without you. So appreciate it. Thank Brilliant. you. So there we are, Monty. UK win Eurovision, I reckon. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no, maybe, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Some bold predictions in there, mm. I think. Um, I mean, I'd love to dare to dream, but I'm just keeping my perspective 
for the time being. You know, there's a long way between now and Saturday. There's a lot of points to be dished out to a lot of countries. Mm-hmm. I do think we're in for at least the top 10, though. Possibly higher. Possibly. Oh, my gosh. It will be so exciting to go in there and actually see points coming up for the UK because that is going to happen. Yeah. There's no way there is going to be a nul point scenario this year. We will be getting points. We will be on that <laughs> scoreboard. <laughs> An experience we're not used to. We're not. But we we did come back to Turin after Milan. For an experience we're very used to. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, first well, of all, a delay on the trains. More of that later. And then we went to the first night of the Euro Club. We did. And actually, it was I was a bit worried by it. I thought, what's it going to be like? Is it going to be naff? And actually, it was just brilliant being back amongst the fans. The space... Is quite big. There's an outside space, sort of sit down areas, walls, and sort of like yeah, places you can just chill. Inside, it's quite big. Weird way of buying drinks, but that's well, it was like shopping in Argos or in the old Soviet Union, where you had to go and see what they had on offer, then queue up and buy your ticket for it, then take your ticket to another counter and get your drink from there. So there was a lot of queuing and a lot of standing around in the earlier part of the evening. By the latter part, it had quietened down quite a bit, so we were able to get back to the bar quite quickly, which we did on several occasions. Probably more than we should have. But it was really great to see people. Oh, it was nourishing to see people. It's so lovely. People I haven't seen for four years or more. It's And for me, that whole... Eurovision experience of being in the host city is a very social one. I said in the clip there that it's a bit like being on holiday with 300 friends and it does feel like that and you just bump into people all over the place and it's absolutely lovely. Yeah. And that just gives me life. It's given me death this morning. (laughs) (laughs) That says something of the lateness to which we were out. Yes. And um, I think we probably are going to be a bit more careful going forward. Well, we say that now. Well, we have to. We've said it on the podcast, so we have to be careful now. Yeah, we've said lots of things on the podcast (laughs) that haven't come true. (laughs) I just want to say that the the Euro Club, it's not the Euro Club officially. It's the Euro Fans Club. There there hasn't been an official Euro Club as we know it, or uh, an Oge fan club experience this year. But somebody has put this together in a club called Hiroshima Monamore in the south of Turin. And we found out yesterday that we actually know who's yeah. put it together. It's our friend Jakob, Jakob Trexler. And it's just fantastic. I mean, there would, there would have been nothing like that as an experience for the fans coming here had he not set that up. So Jakob, thank you thank so you. much. Jakob, I met Jakob in Vienna. He was the delegation host for Italy. Absolutely lovely. We've kept in touch. We see each other periodically. He's such a great guy. And it was really nice to see him last night. And Jakob, what an amazing thing you've put on. It's so, so great to have that venue to go and party in after the shows and in the evenings. Thank you. Thank you. So, Monty, we have semi-final one jury show was last night. Yes. And we have the live show where we find out the qualifiers tonight. What was the word on the street from the jury semi-final last night? Word is the biggest reaction in the hall by far was Moldova, Mm -hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. And then, of course, Ukraine got a big reaction. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it was... Varying between a little bit muted and being supportive, but not being 
you know, not an overreaction, not a huge, huge bringing the house down reaction. No, I, I got the, the impression that everyone was saying, oh, it was like, yes, go Ukraine, but not for the song. It was just, yes, it's Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. It'd be interesting to see how that translates to points or not mm. on the night. I think a lot of people have thought Ukraine is a nailed on favourite to win. I never have, but yeah, this really keeps it interesting. And also hearing mixed reviews about Austria. Some people saying, oh, that's so much better. She's tightened up the vocals. This is getting through now. And other people like, no, it's exactly the same. <laughs> so I don't know. I, you know, it, it did sound a bit, to me, what I saw was a bit all over the place. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But apparently Portugal brought the house down as well. Well, I think people would like it. And, and people that like it, like myself, mm-hmm. go looking for it. So I thought it was beautiful. But um, it does follow Moldova. Which brings the house down. I just wonder: Are people reset and tuned in for, or ready for the whiplash or going from Moldova <laughs> to uh, to Portugal? I don't know. I I I worry for it, but you know that's just because I love it so much. <laughs> so tonight we get our first live show. It always comes around so quickly, and then for me, from now the rest of the week is just a blur. Yeah. Uh, so we're really going to try and make the most of it. We've got the first semi-final tonight. We hope you are looking forward to it. You may you may actually only be hearing this afterwards because it's going to be Tuesday afternoon before this comes out. But, um, yeah, we've been having a look and we've picked our 10 and we've got the same 10. We have. Yeah. And I don't think it's moved from where we were when we did a prediction after seeing the rehearsals. I, I don't know. I feel like... I've changed my mind about a million times, so I don't know what version. We're on version 497, so... Well, we agreed then, yeah. and I've still got the same 10, so you must agree back. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, then. In performance order... Yeah. They are Albania, Latvia, Ukraine, Netherlands, Moldova, Portugal, Croatia, Greece, Norway... And Armenia. If I was going to say one that I'm a little less confident of, it would be Croatia. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a lot of people seem to not be clicking with this. And I just wonder if that might be the one. Otherwise, I'm fairly confident about the rest of them, I think. Yeah, I would say, I think it's through okay. And personally, it's borderline for me, but I think it's going through. The, the, the question mark for me uh, is Portugal and Austria, because we haven't included Austria in this list. For me, they're the ones that just miss out. And I think that's the that's going to flip. I don't know. If we're going to be wrong, it's because Portugal are dropping out and Austria are in. That's okay. what I think. Okay. So for you, it's possibly Austria in. Portugal out. Portugal out. For me, it's possibly Croatia out. Oh, and I don't really know what I would put in apart from that. Um, I can't really see any of those other ones making it through. So, yeah, I'm sticking with Croatia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we agree. So yeah, 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 we, we, yeah. we live and die by the sword. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Our semi predictions. So Monty, we've been asking people to contact us, and they have. You've got some messages in our mailbag. 
So who's who's saying what? I have indeed. We've had an absolutely lovely message from Hugh, um, who is the executive director of Leap Sport in Scotland, who says, I'm a long-time follower, listener, who's utterly rubbish at socials and never engages really. But I felt compelled to write after listening to your day three podcast with the sister interview. I was already pretty biased as the song has gone from my number four to number three in the last week. But I've just fallen for them so much more now. What beautiful people. My organisation runs a family support group for gender and diverse kids and their parents. And I'm going to circulate the podcast to their members. They will love it. Have a wonderful time in Turin and keep up the good work. I'm ever so envious. Hugh, that is lovely. Thank you so much for getting in touch. And I know of Leap Sports in Scotland um, because I, in my day job, am chief exec of an LGBT charity as well, London Friend. So that means so much to us that you've written in to tell us that, Hugh. Thank you so much. The, The Matt, your interviews had a really lovely response. It has, yeah. Lots of people have come up to me and said, you know, oh, it was lovely. I mean, you know, they, the the girl, they, they are lovely people. They've been saying this in every interview, actually, and they've been turning up to official official Eurovision events, draped in trans flags, and just yeah, it is lovely to see. They're be- they are be- the perfect, perfect description. Yeah, beautiful people. No, I feel bad that I haven't got them in the prediction tonight, but I just don't think the song is going to go through. No. Anyway, thank you, Hugh. And we've also had an email from David. David, who has been a long-time listener for the podcast. Lovely to hear from you, David. says, hello, boys. Hope you're loving your time in Turin. Just a note to say how much I'm loving the daily podcast. So I can't be in Turin. It's great to get a daily on-the-ground update as to what's happening. Have a wonderful week. Thank you, David. That's absolutely lovely. I hope you enjoy the shows and have a wonderful week too so just before we sign off we have of course our Italian phrase of the day we should have a jingle for this like do 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 I don't know <laughs> what, like our bad and good thing of the week that yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah that's good that is <laughs> yeah I didn't think this through properly but anyway go on <laughs> so our Italian phrase of the day and this might be useful il treno ha 25 minuti di ritardo Il treno had 25 minuti di ritardo. I know exactly what this is because I saw it written every two seconds in front of my face. Go on, Monty. <laughs> Your train's 25 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It got later as well. It was half an hour late in the end coming back from Torino. From Milan. From Milan to Torino. <laughs> <laughs> but we got there in the end. Okay, that's it. Have a lovely time watching the semi-finals tonight. Do get in touch and let us know what you think. We're on Twitter at Second Cherry, Instagram at Second underscore Cherry, Facebook Second Cherry Podcast, and you can email us, as Hugh and David have done, on hello at secondcherry.vision. That's hello at secondcherry.vision. We'll see you, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Ciao. Bye.